You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Friday to everybody out there. And got a busy show today lined up. Uh, we've got two NFL divisions to go over today. We also have a couple of tennis plays. Uh, believe it or not, another winning day in tennis. Yesterday, those picks were on Twitter um, at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. We had Shui Zhang yet again, and she gets it done as a plus 145 dog. We also had Petra Kvitova gets it done in against Anj Jabor. And then um, Shelby Rogers did lose to Sabalenka last night, which is okay. Two and one yesterday, uh, probably a Plus 1.45-ish uh, day with the winner of Shui Zhang losing the other one. Another good day. So we'll keep an eye on, on that stuff and continue continue moving in the right direction. I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, the UFC episode yesterday. I thought that would... Um, went really, really nice, went fantastic. And I actually enjoyed having it. It's a little bit tough with that many people on at once, but I think it went pretty well. If you liked it, let me know, and uh, we'll make sure we keep doing those as often as we can for, you know, some of the bigger events. So be sure to let me know. Um. Okay, today, three tennis picks today. And I bet you know what one of them is. Shui Zhang yet again is a monstrous dog. I'm not sure why she's not getting much respect. She is facing Sabalenka. Which is going to be a battle. Sabalenka, obviously very good. And the double fault, her double fault rate has started to come down a little bit. But I still think plus 245 is just too much. It's just too much. It's too big of a line. I have it priced. I actually have it priced plus 185 in there. So I would play it plus 245. I'd play it probably all the way down to 2 to 1 if it comes down on her at all throughout the day. Um... I also played her, so I split. I did um, a half a unit on her to win, 
And I did 0.6 on her to uh, win at least one set. Same thing as we did the other day. Except I think we played those both for a unit. I am going to split this because I'm concerned with Sabalenka's, you know, double fall percentage coming down. That was really what I was looking to fade her on. Uh, and it's not as bad as it was a week or two or three ago. The other play today, so so Shui Zhang to win a set. And then we have Caroline Garcia, believe it or not, plus 142 at FanDuel is the best number I found um, very early this morning. Plus 142 against Jesse Pagula. And you know we love Jesse Pagula very much. Um, but I don't really see why Garcia is not favored. Garcia has been serving the crap out of the ball. So I expect that to continue. Um, that's going to be a good match. I have that priced. Where do I have that priced? Uh, do, do, do. I have that more of a coin flip. Much more of a coin flip. So Caroline Garcia plus 142. That's at FanDuel. And uh, those are the three plays today. Two dogs and um, betting with a dog. But the line is minus 115 on her to win a set. Minus 115 on that, on Shui Zhang. Okay, NFL time. Uh, two divisions to cover because this week got a little bit messed up with Clive being on two, on uh, earlier Tuesday and then um, the, the UFC show yesterday, so we got to get back on track. AFC South, AFC West is where we're going today. Again, these lines are all courtesy of BetMGM. We'll start with the AFC South, the division pricing for the AFC South. The Colts minus $1.40, Titans plus $1.80, Jaguars 8-1, to Texans 30-1. to What price would you need on the to bet the Texans here? Like, what price would you actually consider betting the Texans? They're sitting at 30 to 1 now. I don't think that's nearly enough. Would probably have to be maybe triple, maybe, I don't even know, 90 to 1? 70 to 1? And maybe I'd think about betting that just on principle. I don't know. At least 60 to 1. That's the thing about some of these prices. They're just not, uh, you know, obviously they can't overexpose themselves and post some giant number for the Texans, but, you know, the true probability of them winning the division has to be so insanely low it would just be an astronomical number. But otherwise, Colts, Titans, Jaguars are going to be all in the mix for this division. Well, I should rephrase that. I don't know if the Jaguars will be in the mix for this division. It's really going to be the Colts and the Titans. And to tell you the truth, I, I'm i not big on the Titans this year like I was last year. I'm just not convinced. I think they are going to have to do a lot to be better than the Colts this year. Unfortunately, though, because Derrick Henry is a freak. And it does make me sad that I don't see the Titans in the same way as I did last year, but how could you? The Titans had the path last year, couldn't get it done. 
and um, I don't I don't know how I feel about them this year. Again, if we go over to our sheet of uh, our models, some of the information we have all together, Tennessee and uh, and the Colts, Titans and the Colts finished right next to each other defensively last year on my my numbers, which rely heavily on, um, again, same thing as offense. Win probability, but like right in the middle. Third and fourth down, how do you do? Crunch time numbers, how do you do? Um, and they actually finished, Titans finished 12th, Colts finished 13th. So they finished right next to each other. Uh, which I think is is kind of interesting on the offensive side, though. If we look at that same you know same stretch. Tennessee was nineteenth uh, on this list, and let's see, do do do. Where are the Colts? Eighth, eighth on my list. So pretty interesting. Um. One of the numbers that I've enjoyed looking at, and it's kind of a, a weird, is the, the success rate stat. And I think it's kind of interesting. Success rate is the measure of which they get, how many yards that they get based on the play and the, the situation. So if it's first and 10, they need to get at least four yards to be a successful play. 60% of the yards on second down and 100% of the yards on third and fourth down. That's what constitutes a successful play. So on first and 10, you got to get at least four yards or it was not a successful play. Say you get four yards on second down, second and six, you got to get 60% of that, which is two, four, six, uh, which is one yard. No, which is four yards. Did I really just say one yard? Oh, my God. I think it's four four out of the six yards you would need to get. And then, obviously, third and fourth down, you got to get it all. And I think it's just an interesting way to measure a team and how good they are or how well they're they're playing. It's just very interesting. I wouldn't necessarily intuitively think that that's, you know, a good way to do it, but I, I really think it is. Of course, it doesn't adjust for defenses and their strengths and all that stuff. It has nothing to do with that. But just on a, a quick eyeball level, I actually think it's kind of interesting. If we look at something like, and I know, you know, Henry missed some time, so deal with this what you will, but the Colts' uh, run success rate was 52% last year just on rushes alone. That was, um, I mean, that's top handful in the league. I don't think it's number, it's definitely not in the top five. But it's up there. It's very good. Chiefs rank higher. Uh, Philly actually ranks higher. Um, Indy actually ranks eighth. Eighth place. 
a couple of really good teams ahead of them. Baltimore, Buffalo. Believe it or not, the Commanders actually rank ahead of that. The Titans, however, with Derrick Henry, 23rd. 23rd. Not great. Like you said, he did miss some time, but not great. Uh, Tennessee on the passing success rate, 16th last year. Indianapolis, 24th last year. The Colts, ooh, that's, that's brutal. 24th last year. And when you look at it on an overall basis, you combine them all together. Indianapolis, the Colts, 15th. Tennessee Titans, 21st. So, decent little bit of discrepancy um, there. But I think it's a really interesting stat to, to take a look at because I, it just didn't, I'm not sure how you incorporate it into a numbers-based model, but I think on the surface level, it's an interesting way to think about Think about um, yards and getting first downs and who, what makes a play successful. Because as we keep talking about, a five-yard run on third and one and a five-yard run on first and ten are very different things. Or to make that an even more extreme example, a two-yard run is very different depending on the situation. So how do you isolate that and look at that by itself without uh, getting confused? So I think that's a good number along with, you know, the way we have this broken down as well. Now, the, the way the model breaks it down, the success rate, it really takes, okay, what's the success rate on third and fourth down? So really that becomes, or I'm sorry, this is all of the downs, but just when the probabilities in between. So this will differ slightly from, from that number. So let's see if we can find Tennessee is 43%. Uh, Indianapolis is 45. So they're actually much less. Yeah, which would, when you look at this, they're much worse when the probability is in that frame. Because again, when you're either up big or down big, it, it sways what you do. So if you're down real big, you're passing the ball, like, you might actually have a better success rate when you're just airing the ball out, first down, first down, first down, going down the field when you're behind by three touchdowns or three possessions. Right? You likely have a better... Like, if you flipped this, I bet the success rate would be much higher. But in that crunch time situation, when the win probability is still towards a coin flip, how do you do? Those are important. The best team on that list for that is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and it's not really even close. Can you believe that? They might be almost, I mean, they're almost six points better, six percentage points better than the next team, and that's Tampa. Outside of that, they're probably, Kansas City might be 10 points better than the next team based on that metric or that set of numbers that's insane that is insane maybe just tells you how good the Colts really or uh excuse me the, the Chiefs really can be we talk about them taking a step back a lot maybe not the case
Um, if I had to make a bet on this division, I'm not going to. I want no part of this at all. I don't think I don't think the Titans are worthy of a bet, and I'm certainly not going to play the Colts as a favorite. Absolutely no chance. Um, Jacksonville, you could probably, if the right person tried to convince me, you might be able to swing me over on Jacksonville, like eight to one. But I want to stay away from this. Uh, I want to stay away from this division. And then we get to the powerhouse division, the AFC West, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Is there a better division in football ever? In the history of the NFL, I don't know. Again, with some of the changes here, you kind of have to throw what you know out the window. Like the Broncos numbers are obviously not going to be correct. Chargers, uh, Raiders numbers will not be correct. Chiefs will be pretty good, you know, for last year. I have so many mixed thoughts on this division and the pricing of the division winner. I don't even know what to do. Chiefs plus 160, Chargers plus 250, Broncos plus 260, and then the Raiders 6.5 to 1. I can make an argument, and I think I've made this argument on this show before, is, hey, let's take the Raiders. Big number. I You know, if any team is, if I'm going to bet any team, I think the value is on the Raiders, who are still a very good team, just... Not with all the hype of the other three. Chiefs could set up for a down year, as we've said a couple of times. I still don't think they're just, you know, guaranteed to win divisions here. Chargers, Broncos could have growing pains. Chargers, who knows? Raiders, six and a half to one. Maybe. just depends on the conviction that you have um let's look at the easiest strength of schedule now remember the strength of schedule is important but what's arguably more important and please keep this in mind because you hear people talk about strength of schedule all the time and it really irritates me when people talk about it and they don't think about it logically your strength of schedule is great, right? It takes the, the power ranking of the other teams that you play all season and it kind of puts that into a nice little number. Yeah, I love that. That's great. According to this list, Giants, Eagles, Colts, Bears, Lions, that's the top five easiest schedules. But what this doesn't do, what it does not do is take into account the travel, and the spots that they play. And that's something that's hard to quantify, but you do need to look at it if you're considering a season-long bet. Because the timing of which they play teams is important, as well as the rest between games is important. When you're coming off of, you know, when you've got a Sunday and then the next week you play a Thursday night game against a really good team and they had a bye the previous week, right? It all just sets up to be less advantageous. So maybe the, you know, the strength of schedule number isn't capturing that. Um, I look at the NFL rest 
for um for this upcoming season. Buffalo, Detroit, Denver, Dallas, Tampa. They actually have the best in terms of rest like situation, rest situation. Um and this is the difference between how many how many more or less days off than the than the normal team do they get? So you kind of count up the days in between games where the rest is not equal. So if you're coming off, if you're facing a team that's coming off a bye, that's you know going to be worth seven days. You can calculate that, and um, it's very nice to look at that way. Now the interesting thing about this is that while there's even teams that have like you know. more days off in total than other teams, it's still not even about that to me. It's about the variance of it and the spot of the games, which the spot of the games is a little bit different, but the variance of this, like let's take Dallas, for example. Dallas is fourth place in this total rest edge chart. Fourth place. says they have eight eight net rest edge days that's a mouthful but eight days more eight days extra rest and that's all great but they also play like the other teams towards the top don't play any team off of a bye the whole season they do and that matters and then again you'd go one level deeper and say okay who do they play off their bye Right, the Cowboys are going to play a team that's coming off a bye. I need to know what team it actually is. And that's where it gets a little messy because it's not as easy as people make it seem and look to just look at this stuff and and know because it really does matter. That's a significant portion of their disadvantage this year. Is that Dallas? Is that game that they play off a team want to buy? But I hate to break it to you. If they're playing Houston after their buy, do you really care if it's a buy or not? Right? Like, do you really care if you're playing the Houston Texans after their buy? No. Or are you playing the Chiefs? Are you playing the Eagles? Are you playing. Tampa. Who is it? It really matters. So other teams that have those situations, there's a team that plays, there's two teams, excuse me, there's three teams that play two teams off buys this year. Off their bye week. So Pittsburgh will play two teams that come off a bye. The Titans We'll play two teams that come off a bye, and the Packers will do the same thing. I don't understand how the NFL schedules this stuff. How can there be so many teams that play two teams off buys? That is the worst situation you could be in. It really is. It's horrible. We'll have to look up who they are. The thing for... uh, Titans, that doesn't make me feel good either. 
and they have one of the hardest schedules too. Right, but at the end of the day, it's like um, you're looking at the net rest. So, you, you know, when I have a bye and then I play another team, obviously it balances out technically, but not quite. Not when you play two teams off buys, and it depends who they are. That's how much it influences how your season's going to go. I can't stress that enough. It's so important. People talk about strength of schedule until they're blue in the face, but they don't talk about the rest advantages, and they certainly don't talk about which team is actually getting a rest advantage or giving the rest advantage away. Who am I playing in those weeks? Again, just like the actual game of football, high leverage situations, so important. High leverage. The high leverage games are when I'm facing a team off that's, how to buy the previous week. High leverage. Am I going to win that game? Am I going to lose that game? Back to the division, though. AFC West. I mean, this is the division that's been most talked about all year long. I'm not even sure what to what to really say about it, to be honest, because it's just kind of been beaten. You know, people talk about this division a lot. If we just step back and think about it, you know, I don't really know. Like I said, Ra- Raiders could maybe be a play I would look at. Other than that, I don't think I'm playing any of this. There's just so many. This is just the best division there's ever been, man. Like, I can't even. It's just such a good division. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. We are out of time today. We will continue with the NFL as we go through next week. Um, I've got a couple of really cool things planned, but um, excited to have Ricky back on to talk the NFL as well. So we'll get to all that. Okay, and the tennis plays will be posted on SteadyPicks.com, and I'll have them over on Twitter as well. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next week. But you can't.